Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show, rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. Uh, I hope you're having a good weekend. I'm having a great weekend. I'm here in Providence, Rhode Island, on location for a Fanbyte retreat. It's called Fanbyte Outside. You might have seen some of our content from the from this weekend already. If you haven't, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash fanbyte over on our YouTube channel and, of course, at podcastnet.work. We have a cool show for you today, but first we have to talk about our top stories of the week. Sony's major press event this week highlighted a bunch of upcoming games, uh, some of which we knew about and some of which were complete surprises. For nearly an hour, Jim Ryan and Herman Holst uh, talked about different games that were coming to the platforms, as well as different developers that we heard from along the way. Uh, It was a good presentation, I think a pretty strong showing for uh, Sony and the PlayStation platform, despite all the shortages, despite all the issues that they've had with, uh, with upgrading from PlayStation 4 versions to PlayStation five versions there was a solid lineup of games here and i think we should probably talk about them uh the biggest maybe biggest announcement of the entire show was the one that it started with uh aspire a company based in austin texas uh normally known for producing mac ports of other pc and console games is making a full remake of star wars the knights of the old republic the old bioware game that has uh seen a, a surge in popularity uh over the past you know decade or so uh it's an rpg from the bioware folks uh it really kickstarted a lot of what bioware is known for today with really sharp writing a lot of choice and a ton of memorable characters that you can interact with uh the plot of this game is also pretty great as far as rpgs go it is probably the uh, gold standard in terms of a licensed product bringing an interesting story to a very established franchise there is no uh, date for this yet, but it is a PS5 exclusive at launch. So this marks both a total departure from Aspire from uh, you know doing these back ports and some other ports for you know lesser known games and some smaller games into kind of uh, uh, you know the major territory that Bluepoint has occupied of taking older games and putting a major remake uh, overhaul on them. So uh, yeah, that's that's pretty major and also marks a return of this uh this sub franchise of star wars that people are very very fond of uh this was big news right out the gate so we knew we were in for a pretty big show and the second game they showed is project eve which is a korean game uh citing near automata as an inspiration it looks like a futuristic action game uh, it's got a female protagonist uh there's a lot of butts there were a ton of butt shots in this trailer i don't know what to tell you this game loves its butts. Um, it did have some really interesting creature design. The folks that we were watching with uh, Mike Williams, Nic- Nicholas Grayson, and Jay Singh, we, we all kind of noted that it kind of looks like Bayonetta, um, both in gameplay and I think in kind of stylistic tone. Uh, does It's not maybe as slick. It's not as memorable, but it does look like a pretty cool game. Uh, and it's coming to PlayStation 5. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland's got a gameplay trailer for the first time uh, set to baby metal music. Hey, um, it uh, it looks like a Borderlands game. I got to tell you, uh, if you thought that it was going to do something really different, maybe turn based, maybe more, uh, you know, dice rolls, things like that. Uh, it looks like a standard Borderlands fair, but just with a little more magic thrown in. Uh, but if you're into Borderlands, there looks like a lot to like in Borderlands. Uh, 
uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, excuse me. Um, Forspoken is that Square Enix game that we have seen a bunch uh, of over the past year or so, but never really saw any details. Uh, We basically confirmed this is going to be an isekai game. So the protagonist is being thrust from the real world into a fantasy world. Uh, She has this like group of cluster of bracelets on her right arm that will talk to her. Uh, Traversal in this game looks super entertaining and it is a gorgeous game. I'm not seeing a ton in a way of kind of understanding how the loop is, understanding how the progression uh, systems go, how open the game is. It looks very open, but is it totally open? Uh, there are a lot of questions I still have about this game, but it looks pretty cool. We won't have to wait too long. It's going to be out in spring 2022. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction gets another trailer. Uh, it, it's a pretty short sh- short trailer. You know what to expect. It's Rainbow Six uh, tactical action with uh, these kind of zombie things, like symbiote things. I don't know. It, it's it's a pretty big departure from uh, from normal Tom Clancy fare. Uh, so, but that's going to be out in January 2022. Um, we saw a first trailer for Alan Wake Remastered, which was announced by Remedy and Epic Games uh, earlier this week. Uh, it is going to be out on October 5th. So, if you're into the universe that uh, the folks at Remedy have created uh, with Control. Well, you will be happy to know that Alan Wake is a precursor to that game with a very rich environment and story and set of characters that I think you will also probably dig a lot. So if you missed that game originally on the Xbox 360, here is your chance on October 5th to play the remaster, which is pretty exciting. Uh, if you're wondering when Grand Theft Auto V will finally make its debut on a next-gen console officially, now you know. It's March 2022. Uh, we got a trailer for this. I got to be honest, I don't think this game can look any better. Uh, The trailer looks nice, but I have to say it looks pretty much the same to me as it did on PlayStation 4 and PC and stuff like that. But it's obviously it is an older game, but still very popular. All of that, you know, GTA Online goodness that people are still uh, lining up and playing every single day uh, is is hugely intact here, as well as a fairly rich single player campaign. Uh, If you've never played it, it's a Grand Theft Auto game. If you're into those, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 is a pretty good one. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo has uh, got a trailer for the first time since I think last year. Um, it's got some Evil Within qualities. It looks like a first-person game, but though some aspects of it are in third person, so it's unclear if you're going to switch between those perspectives. I'm having trouble really seeing what a loop here is. I think people, you know, that the main character is usually kind of on the ground. We didn't see a lot of traversal. It seems like a lot of like individual combat uh, engagements with some ghostly enemies. I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just not, I just don't see a whole lot of uh, meat here to the content of Ghostwire Tokyo, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, And uh, yeah, no date yet on this game, I believe. I don't remember a date uh, in the trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy is actually coming up uh, really soon. That blew my mind. I thought it was, (laughs) I keep remembering, I keep thinking that it's going to miss this this year and end up into next year, but no, it's October 26th is when the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game comes out. Uh, the Universal Church of Tr- Universal Church of Truth is revealed to be the antagonist uh, of this game that the Guardians are trying to stop. Uh, if you like quips from Peter Quill, there are a lot of them in this trailer, and yeah, the, your mileage may vary uh, in terms of how much you like that stuff. But this game looks pretty competent. I think it's going to be a pretty good third person action game with some superheroes. And uh, yeah, if you're into Guardians of the Galaxy, you should probably check this out in October. Uh, the Vampire Masquerade uh, Blood Hunt uh, Battle Royale Vampire game got a short trailer uh, to remind folks that it's coming to PS5. It's out in an early access kind of beta window uh, right now uh, on Steam, so you can check it out and see if you like it. Uh, Deathloop got a trailer uh, to, to basically say, hey, remember us? We're going to be out next week. Deathloop is going to be one of the very last games that uh, Bethesda owns that's going to be a PlayStation uh, exclusive first. Will probably eventually come out to Xbox and PC and all that good stuff. But for right now, it's going to be on PS5, and that game looks so good. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. A Radiohead, the uh, the iconic band, is getting a uh, music and video game interactive experience called kid amnesia i really don't know how to say it but 
Kid A and Amnesia are basically two albums from Radiohead that came out uh, back to back. They're both kind of influential. Uh, they came out after OK Computer, their most influential album, but Kid A and Amnesia are, uh, I think, a little bit more experimental. Anyway, you don't come to me to hear about Radiohead, but they did get a surprising announcement that they're getting a uh, some sort of interactive experience that Epic Games is publishing. Uh, they a little island exploration game called Chia is shown. Um, it looks like a cross between like I, I know this is trite, but like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. You can inhabit the animals on the island. You can do a lot of exploration. It's bright and colorful, and it looks cool. You can also play the ukulele with uh, a, a, a little wheel to pick notes and stuff. Uh, it's nice. It's it's really nice. It looks looks nice. Uh, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection will add Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy to the original trilogy, and that's coming to PC and PS5 early next year. Um, the, the, maybe the biggest surprise of the show um, is the fact that Insomniac Games, uh, who are constructing a little Marvel universe of their own, are making a game based on Wolverine. It's called Wolverine, and we saw a short cinematic trailer of a bunch of people who had been decimated in a bar with one last uh, grunt uh, getting ready to attack someone unseen at the bar. We see a close-up of their knuckles, and sure enough, it's Wolverine. So that's pretty exciting, especially if you're into, into that iconic character. Um, Gran Turismo 7 gets a, got a brand new trailer this week uh, showcasing a bunch of gameplay stuff, a lot of menuing, frankly, um, some in-cockpit shots. Um, it's really robust photo mode, it seems like, is going to be a pretty big part of this game. If you find yourself wanting a more simulation experience when playing a game like Forza Horizon 5, Gran Turismo 7 may be right up your alley. Also announced is 2023's Spider-Man 2. We mentioned that Insomniac seems to be building a Marvel universe of their own, and now Spider-Man uh, 2 is coming in a couple of years. We saw a trailer with Peter Parker and Miles Morales teaming up to fight Venom, as well as a voiceover for a character that is unseen. Uh, this game looks cool. It's hinting at some sort of co-op element. We don't know how that works yet, uh, but we will be sure to pay attention to that story as it develops. Uh, finally, we saw new footage of the new god of war it's called god of war ragnarok i can't believe it after all that time after all that discussion the controversy it is indeed called god of war ragnarok uh cory barlog is not the director this time uh handing handing duties over uh to a different director but uh that that as per tradition at santa monica studio but we did see a trailer including an older atreus we're a few years into the long winter before ragnarok uh, we see uh the the lake of the nine has frozen over we see a little more battle hardened kratos uh, as if that was even possible but it seems like it is a lot of new characters which is super exciting uh, the return of characters like freya and mimir uh, as well as new locations. It looks like we'll be able to explore some of the realms that we didn't get to explore in 2018's game. Uh, we also saw our, our villain, or at least who we think our villain is, is Thor. And Thor's design is very, very cool, very different than what you might be used to with the MCU, but a little more mythologically accurate, if you can even say accurate um <laughs> but uh it looks really cool and i cannot wait to get my hands on the sequel to my favorite game of 2018 sony is continuing its buying spree uh purchasing persistence developer fire sprite uh the news came from a post on the playstation blog they did some visual work on the playroom which was a pack-in on v on a ps4 they've done some playstation vr they've done run sackboy run and endless runner in the little big planet series uh and it's another studio uh it will probably support a lot of their vr projects uh they mentioned their uh, vr uh, experience in the presser as well as their non-pr experience so there's not a ton of news in terms of what they will be working on but it's probably safe to say that they will be working on some uh important uh playstation vr projects we haven't heard a ton about psvr uh, in the past year or so so it'll be interesting to see uh what new projects are on the horizon so we mentioned that it seems that Insomniac is building its own little pocket Marvel universe, which is pretty exciting. I'm not a comics person, so to help me unpack those things, I sat down with managing editor Steven Strom and our new staff writer Mike Williams to help me wade through all of this new information and to help me understand what comics these games might draw from. So let's go check that interview out right now. 
pleased as punch to be hosting the first podcast that I believe we've hosted in person in 19 months, which is very weird. I have to say, it's weird to see people's faces while we do this, because it's been a really long time since I've done that, but I've got two guests this week. One is Mike Williams. Hello, Mike. Hello, hello, folks. I mean, it's great that uh, I I guess I can podcast with pants on as opposed to being pantsless normally. We appreciate that, Mike. We we actually do. Um, my other guest, of course, is Stephen Strom. Hello, Stephen. Hello, John. It is great to be here holding an actual microphone in front of you. I just I can't believe that you gave us such a great, beautiful segue talking about punches because I think it's going to fit in real nice with our topic of today. You, you completely changed the way you're holding the mic, too, when you did that introduction, too. It was very good. You did more of an elbow out thing for our listeners at home. Um... So we saw the PlayStation showcase yesterday. Well, nope, Thursday. And uh, from podcast magic, we went back in time. No, on Thursday, we saw that the PlayStation showcase, a lot of stuff was announced. We don't have to talk about most of that stuff. I want to talk about the comic stuff that was announced because Insomniac seems to be building a Marvel universe of their own, which I think is kind of an exciting thing. So let's talk about that. Let's talk with let's talk about the thing that we pretty much knew was coming, Spider-Man 2. It's funny that it's just called Spider-Man 2 for some reason. Um, but we saw we saw a trailer with Miles Morales and Peter Parker kicking ass together, but there were some details in there that someone like me, someone that doesn't know shit about comics, missed. Mike, you caught some of those details, so tell us who was narrating that trailer. So most of the opening narration was uh vaguely Eastern European accent. And uh, for me, that just automatically, and the, the the text and content of that speech was very much Craven the Hunter, who desires to fight Spider-Man to, uh, you know, fulfill his most dangerous game. Like, hunting humans isn't enough. He needs to hunt superhumans. And that's how he entered the Spider-Man canon. And... Uh, then it sort of segues from Craven into the reveal of Venom, uh, Insomniac's version of Venom, of course, voiced by Candyman's Tony Todd. That's, uh, that that was a crazy reveal. Like I, I'm super happy to see uh, Tony Todd just in games. Like that's amazing to me. So I don't know. What did you think? You just watched the trailer, Stephen. What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, um, Tony Todd is obviously like he's been in a lot of games over the years. Yeah. Um, he's burned into my brain by virtue of uh, voicing several Dota characters like Dragon Knight and Viper. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always kind of like, as this person who can just like recite a large number of things he's done by like <laughs> memory. Um, it's always fun to hear him. It's a good choice for Venom too. Like just like straight up, it's like. He's got a good creepy voice uh, for that sort of thing. Um, I don't particularly care for Venom very much as a character. I never have. He's been sort of wishy-washy, um, up and down. But the way that they have been building up Venom in the Spider-Man games specifically seems like they're drawing from the early Bendis Ultimate Spider-Man stuff where um, Venom was created as like a healing device uh, that then goes bad and starts eating people, which is uh, kind of the opposite of healing, many would say. And uh, I think that's like an interesting way to go with that. I think Bendis's original Ultimate Spider-Man run is maybe some of his strongest stuff. So to draw from some of that area is uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I have a profound curiosity for this, and maybe you two can enlighten me with some some thoughts here but um <laughs> i feel like the 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 collective consciousness right now for venom it is is going straight through the new sony movies with uh with uh tom hardy it's a very funny darkly comic portrayal of this comic book character venom i feel like most other video game portrayals of venom are deadly serious i'll be interested to see what this uh, this you know, edition of Venom is going to be like. Do we think it'll play it pretty straight, or do you think it'll be a little more, I don't know, playful? So, like, Insomniac as a company has not has like a long history of kind of goofy, funny characters and stuff. Obviously, Ratchet and Clank, Spyro. Right. Their Spider-Man games have played it very straight. I feel like, and Mike, you can talk about that as well. But 
there ha- like we have seen goofy venom in video games too like the early neversoft playstation 1 games venom was kind of like a goofball hero that um there's a part where i forgot about those games yeah yeah like one of the scenes that me and my brother quoted for years and years was of Spider-Man like hacking into a computer somewhere and then Venom is standing over his shoulder saying, ooh, you're going to surf the web. <laughs> <laughs> and it just stuck in my head forever. Um, I don't think they'll go that direction in this one. Right. Like Mike, you can tell me what you think too, but I think they play these games pretty straight. Yeah, I'd, I'd say for the most part outside of the uh villainous screwball most of the insomniac spider-man villains were played entirely straight and venom has usually been a slightly more horrific version sort of tied to peter parker's fears and his supporting cast and they actually pulled deeper in here uh for anyone who has not finished the first spider-man game um venom was revealed, well, potentially revealed to be Harry Osborn, who is suffering from a degenerative disease, and the Venom symbiote seems to be some sort of way that his father is attempting to cure him. So it seems like it'll be uh, the Spider-Man 3 uh, very bad uh, Green Goblin, but with Venom instead. It's interesting they would pull from that. If, if that's what they're going for. But it does seem to be they're setting the table a little bit for that, which I think will be interesting. The other thing that's really interesting to me about it is like Spider-Man is very rough and sordid history with trying to introduce too many villains at the same time mm. in these movies. Like one of the reasons Spider-Man 3 floundered back in the ancient days of the Raimi films was like you had to deal with Sandman and Hobgoblin and... Venom all in the same movie, right? Mm. And they're already now setting up, you're going to have Craven, and you're going to have Venom, and probably Norman Osborn will be involved in some way. Right. Uh, Would make not much sense if he wasn't. And then I I feel like it just comes from this, like, very deep-seated desire to just immediately rush headlong into Sinister Six territory. And we're like, well, we got to do this in three movies. (laughs) We got to do this in three games. So let's get six more villains in here very quickly. Although, uh, with the game, they already did the Sinister Six in the first yeah, game. The first game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the uh, the prison break and all of the villains, although Mr. Negative was an interesting inclusion there. Yeah. 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 So it will be interesting to see what other Spider-Man villains, you know, like Sandman or Hydro-Man or something like that, or like Chameleon, who is tied to Kraven in the comics uh, from a family perspective. Well, something that, that now immediately worries me for some reason, uh, well, for a very specific reason, is that we saw Miles Morales and Peter Parker fighting side by side, but most of the most of the plot elements that were shown to us here, Venom probably as Harry Osborn, uh, Craven seeking out Spider-Man, Peter Parker stuff. Uh, I don't want to get, I don't want Miles to get lost in the shuffle here. How do we connect Miles' story to this in a way that makes sense? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, I think I'll say the same thing. So in the original Ultimate Comics, um, Venom is a very big part of Miles' story as well. Um, To the point that in that original Ultimate Universe, uh, Venom killed his mother. And that has since been, you know, retcon when he got merged into the Marvel Universe. But... Miles still remembers that. Mm. So Venom still remains, and and they've played with it in recent comic Venom crossovers like Extreme Carnage. The fact that Miles and Venom have this, like Venom doesn't necessarily know, but for Miles, the symbiote side of things is very traumatic. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to kill his mom (laughs) because they already killed his dad. Yeah, that would be rough. But, I would not be surprised if they introduce some venom related trauma yeah. that ties miles into it. Just as long as the cat is okay. It sounds like the cat will be completely okay. 
went to see what energy I could kind of steal in this episode by kind of walking in and out. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of like interrupt and see kind of what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, filming episode of TFTFCK. Yeah. Interesting. Hey Nikki, how do you feel about um, Venom and uh, Miles Morales as kind of like a two characters as Miles Morales? How do you feel about yeah. Venom? Do you think we're going to be able to play as Venom? Oh, absolutely. You think we're going to yeah. go play Venom? 100%. You think Venom going to kiss himself no. in this one? I did ask no. that question anyway, more or less. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a funny thing that Nikki mentioned, though, because, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, the video game that was, at the time, this is a concept, the whole early mid to mid-2000s transmedia thing is it back at the news again with people talking about, does the Matrix Online count? Um, yeah. That, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox original and GameCube game Ultimate Spider-Man was for a time considered to be like the canonical like chapters 50 through 60 or something like that of Ultimate Spider-Man as well, which yeah. is the same thing. And you played as Venom in those in that in that game at the time um, you would switch between Peter and uh, Venom. And I think there is a definitely an appeal to a lot of people to play as Venom, but I don't know. Right. I just need the bodega cat to be OK. They said they think they put out like a statement that said the cat is going to be fine, right? Yeah, the cat will be fine. Okay, good. Um, the other part that was interesting for me, and a lot of people got turned off, I guess, a little, uh, is Peter has the iron spider yeah. arms. And my thought this time around is they are definitely visually the iron spider arms, right? But in this universe, if I had to guess, Peter was working with Doc Ock directly right. on those arms. And they didn't work due to science wrong shenanigans, <laughs> stuff that could be fixed. Yeah. So my guess is that Iron Spider Arms in the Insomniac universe are just another version of the Doc Ock technology. So you don't think they're going full bore into kind of other other Marvel heroes, Avengers series where you're here? No, I I think mostly what they came down to is you have Peter's first game. Yeah. Then you had Miles's game, which layered the Venom powers on top of Peter's game. Right. So they needed some way to differentiate playing Peter from playing Miles. And I think the arms are probably going to be that. Nikki and I talked a lot about when uh, Miles Morales came out that Miles is just objectively stronger than Peter in terms of like power suite. Uh, Like he can turn invisible. He can shoot electricity. He could like charge up his jumps with like a super jump and stuff like that. And the way Peter keeps pace is gadgets. He's a thinker and a tinkerer and everything like that. And he's got to like build stuff to kind of make himself, you know, stand out more. We got no real details about, about how this game is going to play. I think it heavily implied that we would get some sort of co-op element here. Are y'all excited by that? I'm excited for more Spider-Man in the Insomniac universe. Okay. Playing it with someone else is great. I don't have any friends, uh, so that's <laughs> fine. Like, Steven is motioning that uh, in, a, we're in a beautiful friends. fan bite yeah. way, we're all friends here. Uh, so maybe I'll <laughs> actually get to play uh, co-op Spider-Man with someone else. But uh, as long as I get to be Miles, that's, that's fine. I mean, I yeah. love both Miles and Peter, but as long as to be miles it's all good yeah yeah i'm uh i love co-op multiplayer like i love monster hunter i love destiny i love warframe i'm not a huge fan of competitive but like basically anytime you tell me that i can play a thing with my friends i am 100% down for it and it would be uh the first time that insomniac has really done anything multiplayer since fuse yeah wow fuse right uh, so, like, maybe that's the one part that's weird. You know what's you know what's odd to me is that in this entire landscape of co-op games that have come out in the past five years, that the new Ratchet and Clank wasn't co-op. Yeah, like that's kind of odd. Now that I think about it, not that I crave those things necessarily, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Miles will be. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking that they'll split things up, where like Peter will get certain things to do, Miles will get certain things to do. And you get to choose between one of them if you're playing it by yourself for certain things. But it'll be interesting to see how they actually implement, okay, do you have an AI partner? 
you know, if you're playing it by yourself or, you know, do you have to have someone co-op if it, if, if you do certain missions? So it'll be interesting. And yeah, because Insomniac isn't known for this, we'll, um, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they implement it. So, so you're saying that you're not 100% craven co-op? Well, I don't because <laughs> but really we're all friends here. It's true. But I am like Mike. I don't have friends in the sense that like, I ever ask anyone to play video games with me. I just don't. I, I don't know why, but I don't. And in fact, Natalie Flores has to beg me to play video games with her. And it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I have anxieties about the way I play video games. And I don't think I want those idiosyncrasies to be observed by anyone. Sure. So that's kind of my, my weird thing. I, I think the interesting thing to me and, and to get serious for a moment sure. is uh, in the trailer, when Peter and Miles tag team that guy, yeah. like they murder him, and across <laughs> across two different Spider-Man games, Spider-Man is not supposed to be killing these criminals, correct? But if you get hit with like a manhole cover or a fire hydrant swinging on a fulcrum, you're out. You are dead. You're dead. And and I'm 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 really excited to see tag team spider murder. Mm-hmm in the context of these games, mm-hmm. just like they, they web this guy from two sides and then with their super strength, slam him into the, the pavement. concrete. Yeah. Uh, By the end of this game, you're just going to vaporize these guys and a little web mind is going to like web up the ashes to a wall. He's like, he's safe. He didn't fall off the building. <laughs> I would love it to be a thing where like at this, at, at the end of dishonored where it's like, you killed too many people. Now the whole place is overrun by rats. You're like, what the fuck? Um, I mean, it's New, York. Is here. it's New York. I mean, I guess it already is overrun with rats, but uh, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think like, I, I, I think insomniac has created a pocket Marvel universe that is more interesting and better than what square Enix has been doing, frankly. Um, and in some ways more interesting than what the MCU did in a, in a few different like specific ways. So I wish it, I wish, wish it wasn't so in love with the surveillance state and cops and stuff. Uh, but miles kind of did a little bit to like push against that. So I don't know. It, I, I I'm optimistic, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a thing that has been talked about in a couple of different places now, but like, Disney, like, there is such a big emphasis in, like, fandom and stuff being placed right now on the idea of, like, what doesn't doesn't count. Right. Between uh, people talking about fanfic, people talking about canon, people talking about Legends canon, stuff like that. And you're introducing the concepts of, like, different universes in the multiverse to a wide audience now with Loki and all these other Disney shows and whatnot. And my understanding is, like, from a business perspective, one of the reasons that um, Disney is pushing the... Uh, multiverse stuff in the shows right now is because that they can then point at the video games and say that universe counts this universe counts this universe counts they all count because it's all part of the multiverse and they're trying to like slowly feed that to the public that doesn't necessarily know what earth 616 is (laughs) I, i do so the of course the prevailing rumor that's not a rumor is that spider man no way home will feature Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire returning to their Spider-Man roles. Uh, I honestly think if if they got those guys together, that they're also probably going to vo- voice at least a small cameo in Spider-Verse 2. And my thought is, given Spider-Verse is a Sony thing, that uh, the Insomniac universe is technically uh, across the toys called the Gamerverse. Um, that Gamerverse Spider-Man will appear at least briefly in Spider-Verse 2, thus bringing everything together uh-huh. and all of the Spider-Men are real. And then we get to have uh, the actual Spider-Verse, the Into the Spider-Verse movie, based on the Spider-Verse comic, will finally come full circle <laughs> and we'll all die in a great big immolation. <laughs> I just want to, I just want... Insomniac to make a Spider-Man game in like five years. That's just Jake Johnson's version from Spider-Verse. Like sad dad, overweight, like really depressed. <laughs> that's the Spider-Man I want to play. Um, oh, wow. He's not actually. So in the Miles game, of course, they have the Spider-Verse costume. Yeah. But it just occurred to me that the Jake Johnson Spider-Man was not also added to 
right. remastered as a costume as well. Yeah. Should have been. Missed opportunity, in my opinion. Um, another game that we saw debut, which was total surprise to me, uh, surprise to some, maybe not to some others, but uh, uh, we're getting a Wolverine game. Standalone Wolverine game is called Wolverine uh, from Insomniac. Uh, the trailer is really simple. Aftermath of a bar fight, someone sitting at the bar, one more, one more guy comes after him. We see Wolverine's knuckles, they're bloody, the claws come out, and that's all we see. Um, this was a surprise to me. My question to both of you, um, what do you want to see adopted in the Wolverine canon into its own game? Mike is motioning to me as if I have a better answer. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine. Oh boy. It's a, it's a good question though, because like Wolverine has some very specific touchstones that are very difficult to do again, especially if we follow right. the recent trend of uh, Insomniac, the way that Insomniac handled um, the new Spider-Man game and the way that the Into the Spider-Verse movie handled uh, Peter Parker was like, people are so fucking sick of origin stories. Right. People are done. People know who this guy is. Even if you don't know who he is, you'll know within 50 seconds anyway. It's not that complicated. His uncle died. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave this family to grieve. Uh <laughs> But, uh, and so much of um, Wolverine as a character is built in the idea of, like, he showed up in uh, um, X, Giant Size X-Men number one, right? I'm, I believe I'm right about that. And was just kind of like, he's another guy. And then, like, slowly over time, they revealed he's got a weird past. He's part of this Weapon X thing. Yeah. He's very short, Canadian. Everybody loves him. Uh, oh, sorry, he was introduced. Actually, in Incredible Hulk. You know, Incredible Hulk 181, I think. Um, and then was introduced to the X-Men in Giant Size X-Men number one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was about to catch you on that. Uh, please. My, my knowledge is very, very deep. But everybody already knows he's fucking Weapon X. Everybody right. knows about the adamantium. Right. Everybody knows this stuff. So, But that hasn't that. stopped Batman. That hasn't stopped Batman shit for keeping to keep it on, keep it on with all the Batman shit. We, even had, we, haven't, had, we haven't had Batman's origin story in the fucking Joker movie. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know, it's... I, they could do it again. Good. So I will say uh, that I think they should touch upon all these wonderful aspects of Wolverine's past, such as the heat claws uh, and his ancient rival, uh, you know, Romulus, um, and the time that Magneto took uh, the adamantium out of him and he mm. had no nose, mm. uh, and the pirate mask, and, you know, the, the, his origins as a, a small child uh, in like a nightgown with the claws, you know, just go over these beautiful touch points of Wolverine's past that everyone knows about just inherently in their soul. Yeah. Even if they haven't read them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but realistically, I'm kind of wondering like, so like insomniac, you, you built an open world Spider-Man game. You put it in Manhattan done. You're good to go. Right. What do you do? Where do you put Wolverine? Do you put it? Is it days gone done by insomniac with Wolverine? Is this what we're doing? He he was, this is showing my ignorance because I don't read any of this shit, but was he a trucker at some point? Did he like, was he like nomadic at some point? Yes. So, so the look that he had in the trail, like when we were watching, when we were watching it and I was like, Oh, that's Wolverine. Right. Because the the plaid and the cowboy hat right. is a very Wolverine sure. casual thing. Like, drift into a bar. Drifting. Right. Drifting is kind of the the, the theme I got from that trailer. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, if if, if one, if, if Spider-Man is open world New York City, are we getting a road game? Are we getting some sort of journey from one point to another and Wolverine is drifting and causing problems yeah, along the way. Yeah, because there's that Wolverine, like Wolverine, because of the age and Mr. Mysterious background has been like, you know, there's the Wolverine in Japan. Right. There's the Wolverine as Spy. There's Patch. There's Wolverine as, as you said, the drifter. Right. From basically all of those old 80s, 70s movies. Right. Um. So maybe it could be a road thing again, but once you add the road, then you're like, okay, road bike wilderness. We're days gone again. And which is fine. I just, 
my other feeling is that like Wolverine has had, I think, two on-screen lives. I feel like we have the original batch of the X-Men movies, which really kickstarted Hugh Jackman's kind of career, really. And then you have everything leading up to Logan, which I think like most middle-aged dudes, white dudes that are in charge of, let's say, a video game, really fucking loved Logan. Like, really, really liked Logan and that kind of road story. And I feel like maybe that's the touchstone that they're that they're leaning toward. I don't know. Yeah, the original Old Man Logan stuff is also a road story. Sure. Like it is, um, the Hulk is evil and has killed all of the Avengers, and the, the United States has been carved up into pieces that belong to like Baron Zemo and stuff. And like, he goes around killing them all. That would, that would be a hell of a swing for them to do all <laughs> yeah. that. It's a big out of thing. nowhere, but right. you know, yeah, I don't know. But I think if they just take Wolverine and then just sort of play with all of those old, like to the limit, like let's get Wolverine doing like a, you know, yeah, just bar stuff, doing a little shit. roadhouse, maybe. Right. Um, maybe bartending too. Like, yeah. You you Whoa. specifically mentioned the uh, eye patch Wolverine era where Wolverine had an eye patch and a white tuxedo, and if I'm remembering correctly, like that era was like he was like a bouncer in Vegas or something, and uh, that would be a pretty good like. What, what if it's like Yakuza in like Reno, Nevada, yeah. playing as Wolverine? Like honestly, like yeah, because Wolverine doesn't have like traversal abilities like Spider-Man, right, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. Like, but if you do it in a, if you do like kind of an open world in like a condensed space like that, that then like basically breaks you down into like smaller levels. Oh, Wolverine Yakuza would be pretty good. Oh, well, we figured it out. And 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 the thing <laughs> is, uh, given Insomniac, we're of course assuming open world, but it could just be like Ratchet and Clank, right? And just be a straightforward linear game like the mini lives of wolverine right. covering everything you know through his history yeah. we actually don't know we don't know and it's wild because spider-man 2 was given a release <laughs> window of 2023 and we didn't see shit and wolverine <laughs> does not have that and wolverine according to the reports that came out after is the one that is in early development right Whereas Spider-Man 2 is the one that's an active development. Right. So we're speculating about stuff that they that may is, just have a trailer and concept. Yeah. Right. It'll be it'll be it'll be years before something comes together. And it may not even resemble what we saw. That's true. Yeah, it's about Gene Gray by the time it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll just be a simulator of him holding the photo in bed. You know, that fucking meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, it starts with that. That's, the, that's coming, by the way. Like we'll get it, some. It's gonna be like, in that. Yeah. Um, he's going to be holding that. He's going to be laying in the bed, holding that photo. And then the camera zooms into the photo. And then suddenly you're playing inside that photo. It like pulls back. It starts moving. Damn. You got it. That's how it's going to be. Um, I'm a little surprised that Wolverine was the one because, so there are a lot of Easter eggs in Spider-Man, right? Um, Dr. Strange, the Avengers tower, uh, hell's kitchen had like references to Jessica Jones and daredevil. So I'm real surprised that they're just like, Wolverine is what we're doing. They're next. jumping in with X Men, yeah. which which made me think maybe I, I I definitely think that Marvel Games has some sort of tier list based largely on like we're not doing hard synergy, right? But we do know what the MCU has out there, and if you could touch that, that would be real great for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, it's not like the Guardians of the Galaxy game is like that big of a departure from what we're seeing in the MCU either. It's like so I don't know. Yeah, it's. So I, I, I have to think that like Insomniac was like, can we do another thing? And and Marvel <laughs> Games was like, well, I mean, the Avengers are taking a whole lot of it. Yeah. Um, how about Wolverine? He's also very popular for us. Yeah. Uh, and they said yes. Yeah. It makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I mean, we saw we saw two big reveals. Um, I think I, unless I'm having a fever dream, I feel like we also saw a trailer for Midnight Suns uh, again, or maybe I made that up. I can't remember. That was um, prior. That was prior. Oh yeah, it was before before the thing. Um, so yeah, like a lot of non a non Square Enix Marvel content is coming uh, very quickly, uh, and also the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is Square Enix, is coming out in a month. In a month, which is nuts what? to me. That's October 26th. It's October 26th. Yes. Mike reminded me of this during the stream and I had a stroke. 
So I was going to say, it's like you pulled out a gun in the middle of this. I know, I know. As shocked as I am. That is, that is next month. It's in a, it's in a month and a half. So it is, um, yeah, it is, it is wild. Uh, but yeah, we won't see those insomniac games for quite a while, but, uh, I'm pretty excited. And then, yeah. 2023. Yeah. That's not next year. That's not next year. (laughs) That is, we're, we're talking probably spring of 2023, I would guess. So if it doesn't get delayed, if it doesn't get delayed, yeah, they're, they're announcing it early enough where I'm like, eh, it's probably a safe date, but yeah, they could get delayed again. So, uh, well, all right. I don't know any shit about comics. So thank you for filling in for, for me. Cause I don't, I don't know, but, um, uh, I was definitely surprised to see Wolverine, but excited nonetheless. Cause you know, it's been a really long time. I feel like since we've been able to, um, step into his adamantium skeleton and, and wreak some havoc in like a standalone action game. So that X Men Origins Wolverine tie in game was really solid. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. Because you know what? The movie was not solid. No. The game was okay, though. <laughs> it's a bad game. It was a bad movie. It was a really bad movie. Um, anyway, those, yeah, those, that, that weird, like, was it a full trilogy that Wolverine did? There was there was X Men yes. Origins and then and the Wolverine, the which Wolverine, which the, he went to Japan and then Logan and then it was Logan, yeah. And that's wow. if you don't count Days of Future Past as a Wolverine movie because they because mm, yeah, he's in that, that. yeah, to be about him instead of Kitty Pride. God, X Men got real messy, huh? Hmm? X Men is weird because if you actually look over the the film history, you're like, well, most of these are not good. Most of those are not good. <laughs> yeah. I think he, well, listen, we don't have to get into it, but I even think X-Men 1 and 2 are a little bit overrated at this point. I mean, I, it's I do. Been, hey, it's been a long time since I've seen They're not them. great. I'm, I just I'm not putting it on the record. I just know the last, <laughs> I just know the last stand, one of the worst movies I've seen in a movie Oh my God. Remember in they, my life. they were like, we got the director of Rush Hour for this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wait, did Brett Ratner direct yes. that movie? The third one, yeah. Fuck me running. Are you serious? <laughs> one of, one of the many oh, he who, wow. who should not be named. Yeah. yeah he's like uh, a total scumbag. Yeah. So oh, he's wow. Brian Singer. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> man yeah they brought him back god god the amount of terrible people making movies in the early to mid 2000s that's wild all right thanks y'all i really appreciate your time Hey, let's look at some games that are coming to you this week it's a pretty packed schedule so let's get to it uh death loop the game that I think everyone is waiting for. Uh, it's my my most anticipated game of the fall. It's coming to PC and PS5. On September 14th, you will be able to play Arcane's latest immersive sim, which has you playing as an assassin using a time loop to uh, get rid of eight different targets. And there are some surprises along the way. Expect a lot of coverage over at Fanbyte for this, and I am super, super psyched to get my hands on it. A game called Timberborn is going into early access on PC on September 15th. The game deck is coming to PC on September 16th. A Skatebird, a game that uh, I know we've been looking at for, I, I feel like, a couple of years now. PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S Switch, and Amazon Luna is coming September 16th. So if you ever wanted to play Tony Hawk, but with a little cute bird, that's your that's your chance. Also on the 16th, Eastward, a RPG action game uh, from the publisher that does uh, Stardew Valley is coming to PC and Switch. Uh, that game looks very, very cool. Also, what a, what a packed early week. Uh, Origami 2 is coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S on September 17th. Severed Steel is coming to PC on September 17th. Uh, Toem, the very cool-looking photography black-and-white game, is coming to PC, PS5, and Switch on September 17th. And Nexamon is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch on September 17th. Tales of Iron is coming to essentially every platform. That's PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch on September 17th. And finally, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom Prince's Edition. It's a special edition of the very cool uh, RPG. Uh, comes to Switch on September 17th. So pretty big week. Uh, also, football's back, if you're into that. I am. Did you know that uh, 
NFL Red Zone is now on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can get NFL Red Zone. NFL Red Zone is the best way to watch the worst sport. Yep, I'm not psyched that I still watch football, and neither should you, which is a sport that shouldn't exist. But as long as it does, um, Red Zone's the coolest way to watch it. So if you have Hulu, you can get NFL Red Zone. Uh, that's my pick for this week in terms of streaming. And uh, yeah, that's that's a packed week of games and other things. So uh, yeah, and then the week after is also packed. So a lot of stuff coming between now and the end of November. Um, so I hope everyone's wallets are ready. Mine's not, but you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> that is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to my guests, Mike Williams and Stephen Strom for setting me straight about comics uh, if you want to follow them you can find them at automatic zen on twitter that's mike williams and at steven strom over on twitter uh if you want to follow paul my wonderful producer you can do so at Polly mayo please listen to, please listen to the optional podcast it's very very good if you want to follow me you can find me at floppy adults and until next week you're welcome Good, everybody. I'm your host, Khalif Adams of the Spawn on Me podcast, the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. Join us every week for news, previews, and reviews around all the games that you care about in the video game industry. We do all of that with a smidge of nuance while we tackle hard conversations through a prism of blackness. Make sure you're checking out our show every week here on the Fanbyte Podcast Network.